Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to. That's new. I didn't like that. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me is Brad Livingston, the Lead Pastor. <laughs> What's up guys? It's good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, always, I'm always trying to find a way to do something that pokes at Justin and see... <laughs> See how, see how he responds. Uh, and now we're live, so I can't just be like, start over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, good times. Uh, no, listen, uh, it's good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, um, before we get into all the things we have to talk about for Sunday morning, because it was a good weekend. Yeah. And, uh, man, uh, wrapping up the Heart of the House series, and we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But before we do, um, special guest on the podcast today um, is our very own uh, Dream Team Director, Miss Karen Swan. Hello. Yay. Hello. So, uh, <laughs> and um, Karen, what if if they want to give you a shout out on social media platforms, Instagram, not Twitter? No, just, yeah, just Instagram. It's at Karen underscore Swan with two N's. Karen underscore Swan with two N's. And then the myth and the legend. <laughs> what about the man? Well, <laughs> yep. one day. I left that part out. One that day. makes sense. <laughs> And we're, how long have we, we're already hurtful, okay. <laughs> We've been on for a whole minute and a half. That's and crazy. Uh, we're cutting deep. Uh, deep. My man, Eli, is on the microphone, y'all. So, uh, and Eli, what's your uh, Instagram? Instagram is Eli underscore Fitch 15. Eli underscore Fitch 15, because that's the year he graduated. I'm not doing this with you again. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I think he was a sophomore in fifteen. Yeah, he graduated seventeen. Yep, young and young and over here. What year did you graduate, Karen? High school, uh, twenty eleven. You graduated a year before my sister. Yes. That's weird. So, anyways, uh, not that we're going to talk about high school graduations on the podcast today, but um, it's good to have you guys. Thank you for joining us and being on with us. And uh, we want to welcome all you guys that are listening either on the podcast or if you're watching us live. Uh, we want to give a shout out to you guys. Um, as we're going through what we're talking about today, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, feel free to drop any of those questions for you, the live audience, in the comments. We'd love to hear from, from you. And uh, if you are listening to the podcast and you got some feedback, uh, you can always tweet Justin or I, um, and our handles and stuff will be at the end of the podcast. Or um, you can send us an email, follow up at transformationchurch.com. So, wow. uh, yeah. So, good Sunday. Coming off a good Sunday. We had a lot going on Sunday, though. Uh, Karen was running like a like a chicken with her head cut off, uh, baby dedications and yeah. whatnot. Anything we have something special going on, uh, anytime we have something special going on at TC, Karen's usually doing five things at one time. So, yeah. And when there's not something special going on, she's doing four things at one time. So <laughs> <laughs> you think, you'd think she'd be used to it by now, but... yeah. But nonetheless, uh, wrapping up the heart of the house. How do you guys feel about the heart of the house series? I know we've talked about it a few times, but it was a doozy. 
That's the word. That's the that's the word. <laughs> what well, made it a doozy? It was. Oh, you need me to elaborate on that. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Um, I don't know. Like we just touched on a lot of topics that I don't feel like other churches would dare to touch on and if they did they wouldn't do it how we did like you know like the unity like we've talked about this multiple times like yeah 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 see you think we're better than everyone no (laughs) i mean (laughs) just kidding say what you will no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding totally kidding yeah no i agree um i i liked it it was because it was about it was our code i mean that's what i liked about it it was you know I think we said this last week. I think most churches should have somewhat of a similar mission, obviously. Right. But I like the code, you know, because it it spells out exactly what we are or are not. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and I, in a in a way that, you know, obviously there's Luke 15 is what it's based off of, off some scripture and things like that. But, you know, and it's like one of the things today is like not about what we're against is what we're for right type, type thing so yeah that's what was was cool to me yeah my favorite part about it yeah I, and i think for you know for us for for part of it it was it was a matter of like you know it's just like you said like most churches have the same mission it's like they all have the same mission but do they <laughs> like, you well, know what I mean? like yeah they I, would you they would say phrases like we're here to change our city and it's like until the city shows up and some some well, churches are like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. well yeah i mean i i think that goes into a whole different conversation i think yeah. conceptually theoretically you know it's yeah. the same mission you know if you're a follower of jesus we have a mis- one mission you know right it's like everybody has the same calling but everybody has a different calling mm-hmm. i think that's what you're getting at yeah yeah essentially you know. yeah uh now how you execute that mission i think is more what you're getting into yeah mm-hmm. right um, and then over time, well, know, or, or excuse the mission over time, yeah. you know, or, or your gets, you know, if you're very inward and that type of thing, but. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I think I was kind of getting at. It's like, you know, when you ask any church, like, they know what to say. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're in a church or you're a Christian, like, you know the right thing to say. It doesn't mean you do it. You know, it's like, well, why are we here? It's like, well, to see lost people saved. It's like. Yeah, well, do you create a church service or an environment for that to happen? <laughs> yeah, like, no. Okay. Well, then. Like, when was the last time somebody was saved? Well, we don't uh, really know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, Checks notes. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> like how we talk about. So Justin and I talk about this thing that we would love to do one day. And that's to like get shirts that. What would they say on them? Um Code inspector, the code inspector shirts or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like (laughs) get shirts that are college shirts that just says code inspection on them and walk around with clipboards (laughs) into people, you know, like people's warehouses and job sites and just look at stuff and be like, shake their head and write stuff. Get the hat that says OSHA, OSHA construction site, (laughs) yeah. No one one will say anything to you. You can do whatever you want. Just shake your head and write stuff on the clipboard, like. "Mm." <laughs> Come in one of those yellow vests. Yellow vest. Yellow vest. Yeah. The yellow vest and in uh, OSHA hat. <laughs> Just start writing. Stuff. No one will say anything. Yeah. Look They'll at look at someone you. while they're working. And as soon as they look at you, be like. <laughs> <laughs> just mm-hmm. you have to have the clipboard though yeah have the clipboard uh or we t- we talked about like if you ever went up into someone's class like while they were teaching oh yeah yeah, yeah. we talked <laughs> the, the, talk about doing that in the pipeline when i was <laughs> coming in to evaluate their five minute um 
sermons. Yeah, which they were already terrified to do. So yeah, uh, yeah. And every time they every time they that. hit a point, I was just gonna click my pen and write a note. <laughs> You're like, mm. if <laughs> that's man, a way to, look, that's a way to. I've already been thinking about this. I know it's I know it's coming up. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming up, but I know it's a thing that I have to do. Oh, it's a thing. It's oh, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so and if and if Jo is there. No, I'll walk out. I'll leave. <laughs> so with the five minutes sermon, on your grade. do they do they have to basically sh- in five minutes share all of the points for a full sermon or yeah you okay gotcha yeah yeah it's okay. like it's structured a few different ways so like um, the first time they do it they do it as a group in each per- like so like from a technically a homiletically sound that you know would be three points and scripture references and then cross references and like some of those things so the first time they do it they do it in a group each person takes a point and then they have references and then then eventually they do it by themselves but yeah i mean they have and different ones is five minutes some of them are 10 minutes but they have to go through a whole you know the whole layout so they're just sermon. going through their outline they're not like preaching kind of no they're mm-hmm. preaching Okay. Good. All yeah. right. I'll just have to see it for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 preaching a five or ten minute sermon. You know, what I mean, obviously it's condensed. Like you don't have it's five or ten minutes. You know, it's the but point. It's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Make it condensed. Anybody can ramble on for thirty. You know, it's yeah. like can you communicate a clear message in five or ten? You know, which that's what my dad. That's what Pastor Dan did to me. You know, the <clears throat> every every opportunity I got to speak before I actually preached a sermon were all five and ten minute opportunities you know i did that 10 times before i ever got a chance to communicate a whole message um so it's just it's a discipline thing you know but it's also most people don't realize how much information you really need to go to to do a 30 minute message like well you know and it's a reverse you know most people think of school and they get uh you got to do a five page paper so you're used to typing to make you're used to typing filler Right. Oh yeah. So there is a lot. I mean, prime example is the script you just did Sunday for the the little video we shot. Yeah. I mean, once you really start editing, you can really edit a lot of stuff out. Yeah. You know, but we used to do in the homiletics class that uh, I helped teach in uh, this Bible college is we would make them do things like um, there would be a podium, but they weren't allowed to touch it because that's a nerve thing. People want to touch it and hold on to it. So you get points off if you touched it. And then we'd put tape on the floor called the power T, put tape in the uh, capital T, and they had to keep one foot on each side in that spot and couldn't move, oh. <laughs> which for someone like me was real hard when I did the class because yeah. I like to, to move a little bit. you know. Yeah. So that was real That was real tough. Um, things things like that. You, you, we had to put little things to so – the people that want to stand still, there were times where they had to move put them out of their comfort zone a little bit. People that would stand there and want to hold the podium or a, 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 yeah. like a music stand or whatever mm-hmm. makes them nervous. So you weren't allowed to touch it. Five minutes, that was hard. Mm-hmm. So what's the podium situation looking like when we uh, do I don't think he does that. No, for yeah. us it's a little bit different. For, for me and what we're dealing with, uh, it's more about uh, content execution yeah. than it is like mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, and, and let me pr- – th- this was only a small portion of the, the class was had dealt with yeah. public speaking, so it wasn't like – Right. All that. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we're more dissecting their ability to communicate clearly yeah. and content. That's more kind of what we're um, pulling apart and trying to help people connect on different levels. But yeah. So nonetheless, like it's a, 
it's good stuff, but that's, I don't know. We got way on, way on, the, on the pipeline. I'm going gonna, but... I'm gonna to deliver mine like Dwight, deliver his speech. <laughs> <Slim>. <laughs> Blood alone moves the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so it's a, it's been a good series though, man. We're, we're excited about kind of what's happening. And, um, you know, this past week we got to hit on two that, uh, you know, the last two out of the 11 that we had. And, you know, we kind of, kind of segued with the whole story. Uh, and we revisited the food court story, which man, talking about lunch today. I could go to the food court. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> like, aren't you fasting? I am. Well, I'm intermittent Inter- fasting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my window opens at 12. Did you see my tweet a few weeks back about intermittent fasting? Almost there. No. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Tell people you skip breakfast and they want to give you a lecture on how it's the most important middle of the day. Tell people you intermittent fast yeah. until 12. They think you're a, a you know, a, a health guru. Yes. Genius. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're doing some intermittent fasting and it's been really good for me, but nonetheless, come about 11, 17, I'm ready to eat this table. So, um, but nonetheless, we were talking about the food court and, uh, we were talking about the samples and all that stuff that the one time the lady came up to me and tried to serve me a sample after I'd already ordered the food that she was giving me a sample of. At but the same restaurant. Same restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the Japanese joint? The- uh, it was a China Max. Oh, it's China. Yeah. Which, which is what I think <laughs> they probably just get paid to like. I don't, uh, however many they can hand out. It's not about who actually comes and orders food. Yeah. I, so Well, how do I say this? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm, I so say that, yeah, yeah, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I don't think the... I don't think... I'm, I'm glad when anyone gets a job. Right. Sure. But if your job is handing out samples at the mall... Yeah. I can't imagine you're putting a whole lot of thought into your strategy behind that <laughs> and who gets one or not. Yeah, you know, right, they're right, not, right. you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it never crossed her mind. Even if it did, she was like, yeah, yeah. yeah what do I care? Yeah, <laughs> well, right. well, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, he looks like he needs one more piece of chicken, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that man got a flink. I, I had to compliment his haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. just left the barbershop. Yeah, he told God, me. Yeah. <laughs> Clean fade. I see you, Juwan. But uh, so, uh, but no, no. The food court, you know, is always. Yeah. It's always popping off. Yeah. So. I love the Japanese chicken teriyaki. Man. I look, crave it. Stop. Grill. It's been real, y'all. Appreciate it. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, I'm gonna head out. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh, it was good. So, Karen, you're a vegetable-y person. Lately, I have been <laughs> you trying. Have for, force yourself to be a vegetable person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, I'm I trying to eat more vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I do. I mean, I like them, but if I'm not being intentional, then before I know it, it's oh, just. Oh, yeah. I'll kill a whole <laughs> loaf of bread before I eat yeah. one vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I do really like vegetables, though. Yeah. You do? A, a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, what's your favorite vegetable? I, that's like saying, you know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I like a lot of it. Depends on the. Well, mood. what are, what are okay. like some of your some of your favorites? Not the favorite. The Brussels sprouts at Global Grill. Well, that's because it's swimming in Gouda cheese. Come on, <laughs> still a vegetable. I love a good Gouda. I do, I do like I do like Brussels sprouts though when they're cooked right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, and I even think about like you know like old like old country southern like you go to like your grandparents mm-hmm. and the, all the vegetables mm-hmm. that they have like like that i, yeah. I love that the vegetables I, that aren't really good for you because they're swimming in butter 
Well, I mean, got a bad. It depends on what diet you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. I really do like squ- uh, squash stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. In, anyway, okay. obviously fried squash, but they don't have to be. That's not really healthy then at that point. But sure, like, right. You know, I love. I just I love vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So, um, I'm. I, yeah. I'm a bread person. Like. Oh yeah. Carbs in general, actually, which is I don't know anyone that's not like it's so yeah. offensive. Yeah, I, ju- I only know people that are they either are or they are and they're trying not to. Yeah, it's I'm both. Only two options. <laughs> or you're like gluten free. Well, some people We're really need them. to be gluten free. I guess celiac. Had a conversation sure. this morning. Ran into Melinda at the Chick Fil A. She goes to our church. Oh, oh yeah, 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 Melinda Salzer. Cool. Oh, yeah, 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 she's she's got to be gluten free. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking well, about. I don't know if I should have said that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing that you say. I don't know. Yeah, so right. I, think it, nah. I think it's fine. Now she's yeah. going to be okay. personally attacked by the glutenists. Uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like a glutenite. Vi- <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Feel like I violated HIPAA or something. With that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we uh, we were talking about the reason I brought that up. You know, is obviously we talked about on Sunday uh, that you know Jesus says I'm the bread of life. Now, obviously, we know he's not talking about like a loaf. You know, <laughs> like he's talking. The bread is a word that translates to like this sustaining uh, need in your life. Like I'm the bread of life. I'm your daily bread is what the Bible talks about. Like the thing that you need to make it through each day. So he's talking about he's the thing that fills your greatest need. Um, but we we had some fun with it on Sunday talking about him being the bread of life and all those things. But um, you know, Psalm 34, it talks about this idea that we should taste and see, right? Like the, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And unfortunately, I don't, I, I believe that I, I'm really trying not to communicate this negatively on a light of, of believers. I feel like we, all Christians could do a better job helping the world taste and see that the Lord is actually good. You know what I mean? Like we could be communicating our message more clearly. We could live a life that better represents that the Lord is good. Like some of those things. Right. So, um, so I I believe that the Bible is telling people like taste and see, like try it, like inspect it, see that the life that is a life lived with the Lord is good, that it, um, that it's good for you, that it's something you want to be a part of. Unfortunately, for many people, since we are the taste test of how good God is, right? People are watching us to see what we believe and see how real it is. Uh, oftentimes, I do feel like Christians can give off the impression that when they taste and see, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's our attitude or how much we complain or our lack of joy that all of us at different seasons can tend to have. Um and what we talked about at TC is like, we want to be a church where people can taste and see that the Lord is good, you know? Um, and so that's kind of, that was like our segue into what we were talking about on Sunday, uh, which we talked about the table, right? So the four chairs at the table. Um, and so the uh, part, part of which, uh, you know, we pulled from a number, this message has been preached on a lot of different stages by a lot of different pastors, so we don't even know where it originated from, but some of the analogies we pulled came from like other pastors. So I'd love to just take complete credit. Like it was just my idea, 
but I didn't. Um, so <laughs> stuff we pulled from everybody, but nonetheless, um, the idea of the table and chairs, uh, jail, what was like your impression on, um, some of that as we were going through it? Like, I'm curious as to how you felt about it on the table illustration. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was easy to follow mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, you're going to talk about the four chairs I'm, I'm a, sure. in just a second, you know, but, um, on making it clear of where we all sit, you <laughs> yeah. know, or, or where we should be sitting, Yeah, you know, in regards to a church, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. It just, I thought it was clear. I liked it. Yeah. You know, who's at the head. The new believers have a seat, you know, us seasoned believers where we sit, our role, you know, that yeah. whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes I think it's, you know, not as clear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, so we talked about the different chairs at the table. Karen, any thoughts? I mean, yeah, you were running around like crazy on Sunday. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, Karen was in there, right? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, she no. had enough to take care of. But, um, but yeah, let's go to the chairs and we can kind of like talk our way through them. So obviously, uh, well, not maybe not obviously. Do, do we need to hit the first point first? Well, yeah, go ahead. Because that was before. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the code. The, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Don't code. throw stones. Don't right? throw stones. Yeah. Yeah. We will be knowing what we're for. So we were talking about the code. Uh, at TC, we have a code, eleven statements that kind of define who we are, and then each one of them has a tagline. The code, the first code, is that uh, we don't throw stones, right? Right. And that we will, we're going to be known for what we're for. Um, and what it, what the idea is, we talked about the TC culture, right? Now, Karen, you grew up in a traditional Southern Baptist church. I SBC. did. Uh, so she grew up in a traditional Southern Baptist church. Uh, Eli did not grow up in a Southern Baptist church. Um, and so... <laughs> And so, uh, he came from the charismatic circles, much like myself. Um, and Justin was Catholic for all the years that I tried to witness to him. Peace be with you. (laughs) Until, until, uh, he got saved. We're going to say that. Uh, so, so, and, and, you know, I was Catholic, when I when needed we to be Catholic, went. yeah, yeah like we, right. we weren't like devout. Right, I right, wasn't, right. you know, I weren't devout Catholics. Like we weren't there, right. I didn't, I, you know. So, but right. not a jab. I at Catholics, was Catholic, but nonetheless, yeah, not a what? No, that is not a jab at Catholics. It's just no, no, no. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, we really didn't go to church, right? When we did, it's Catholic church, right? right My right. dad considers himself Catholic. Gotcha. And my stepmom. And they go, I don't say regularly, but often. Yeah. But so, yeah. So we talked about uh, at TC, the culture that we create, which is just, it's it's different. It's a different culture. Um, we love our culture. But one of the things we do is like, we kind of do things differently. We know we do things differently. We intentionally do things differently. And communicating, like, we're, we're always going to have a, a pattern of doing things different. Like the music we put in the background of things, our approach to certain things. Um, it may be brighter or it may be louder or it may be not too bright, uh, and not too loud, <laughs> but it may be different. You know, you may hear, uh, secular music randomly in the background of videos. Like you may, uh, see the, the band play something that, you know, like it seems out of source. We may have different bumpers that, um, you know, none of it is sinful. It's just obvious is that um, it's something that people from the world that have come into our church services um, kind of a nod for them to say like, oh, okay, this is different than any other church that I've been in. And we intentionally create environments like that so that when they're there, there's something at the table 
for them that they could go like, Oh wow. Like I want to, I want to find out more. Like this is different than every other church I've been to. There's plenty of churches in our town that look and sound the same. We want to create something that looks and sounds a little different. And so the idea behind don't throw stones, right? We're going to be known for what we're for is there are plenty of churches you can go into and plenty of Christians you can talk to, talk to uh, in your life that are always going to let you know what they're against. So we want to be known for the things that we're for, right? Not the things that we're trying to stand against. Um, and so that's how the, the code is attached. And when we talk about what we're for, that's when we start talking about the chairs that are at the table, right? And so at the table, there are four chairs and the table really represents our church, right? Um, or our church services, some of those things. But the chairs that are there, every person in our church sits in one of these four chairs, really three chairs, because at the head of the table, right? Chair number one is Jesus, Right. And so, man, as we're, as we sit down at the, the table, the number one chair, the most important chair, the chair where the makes all the decisions, the chair that it like without the chair, none of us show up to the table. Um, obviously Jesus is sitting in that chair, right? Um, and we kind of use an analogy. We use the analogy talking about bread, right? And so, um, I was going to ask you guys this question. What is your favorite sandwich? I don't even have to ask you, but no one else on the air knows the answer. So I'm going to let you go ahead and answer it anyways. Well, I don't know that I have a favorite sandwich. (laughs) I like a lot of, I I thought you were, I thought I was going to, the one that you can't get in Pensacola. Oh, you're talking about a Cuban. A Cuban. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, I love Cubans. Yeah. But I love sandwiches. Like love. Love sandwiches. (laughs) I could eat sandwich, sandwich, chicken wings every day. I could eat. Eat Come both on. of those. I love sandwiches. Though. Even like a plain old white bunny bread mm. with some mayonnaise, two slices of bologna, and some American cheese. You lost me on bologna. And some American cheese. You had me in the first I'll do half. that. I'll do yeah, that. That's a thin slice hot dog right there. That, yeah. oh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, no, I love sandwiches. Jersey Mike's, oh, Subway, stop. Jimmy John's, any of the. We're almost there. A good, right. good <laughs> cheesesteak. That's a sandwich. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I do. I love a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, you, you just can't, can't find one around here. But well, there's a lot of people that call it a Cuban, but it's not an actual. It's not. It's at one hundred percent. They don't have the right bread. You gotta, you gotta have the lard. It's some. You got, go ahead and break it down. Go on and do, I know you want to do it. I can <laughs> see it in your eyes. <laughs> I opened this door yeah. for us. Yes, Cuban bread is made with lard. French bread. I love French bread. Eat it all all the time but you can't use french bread and call it a cuban if anything you just made a sandwich that you've pressed in the style of a cuban it's absurd a cuban sandwich is cuban bread roast pork ham swiss cheese mustard and a pickle any deviation from that it's not a cuban i mean cuban inspired but it's not in fact a cuban yeah so karen what is your sandwich of choice um i usually will get something with with chicken like, Panera Bread has a Frontega chicken. It's uh, technically a panini, but... Yeah. That sounds like a Karen sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually, chicken, I, red I onion. have had that. It's, it's actually pretty good. Chicken, red onion, uh, cheese, tomato. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're a chicken sandwich person? I am. It, like, when I go to Subway, I get a chicken breast. I, it's, yeah. Interesting. I don't do that. Yeah. I, I, that I sounds so, like, foreign to me. I mean, I will. Like, I... Right now, I've... Lately, I've been making, 
like turkey sandwiches here for lunch, but yeah. Another type of bird. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Eli, what is your, your my uh, fellow former Subway employee? <laughs> Sandwich artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Okay. My favorite sandwich. It's, it's not. It's it not. is. It is. Is there soup? No. Uh, well, that has nothing to do. Just if you're just going to eat a sandwich. What time of the year is it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my okay. gosh. You just shut up. Okay. Fair <laughs> um, I don't. Type it. What time of year is it? It's lunchtime. <laughs> okay. Um, just waiting on you, bro. Man. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. with a classical grilled cheese. All, right. All that time for okay. that? A classical right. grilled cheese. Yeah. Classic, not a classic not a grilled cheese. Classic ol grilled cheese. Uh, okay. O-L. O-L apostrophe. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or is it apostrophe O-L? Uh, <laughs> the apostrophe is after the L. Yeah. Classical grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, but what kind of cheese are you using? Yeah. And bread. Like you're talking about just like that straight up government cheese between two pieces of bread with some butter on Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Or is it like Kraft okay. singles? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get okay. down with that. I like about two or three different types of cheese on my grilled I, cheese. Yeah, so if I'm going crazy with it, I'll do. I'll do. I a would variation. suspect nothing less from you, for the record. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All I'll right. do a variation of cheddar for the taste and American for the texture. So, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a big Italian fan. So I like a good Italian. I mean, I love like man. Put some salami, uh, pepperoni, ham. I'm more of a I'm more of a pork person than I am like a turkey. Like on Thanksgiving, I want the ham. I don't care about the turkey. I'm Ooh, that guy. No, Ooh, I need no, that no, turkey. No, no. Yeah, no, so turkey. but that's just meat. me. Uh, other than the dark meat turkey, uh, what happens is they slice the white meat turkey, and I don't even on that. But um, but they don't have to. An Italian Italian sandwich, if it's got salami, pepperoni, ham. I don't want pepperoni on my sandwich. Capicola. Capicola. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) bring me the gabagool so uh, then provolone cheese or mozzarella cheese i'm actually good with either one of those love mozzarella yeah and then uh, i love like oil and vinegar with spices oregano yeah and then some parmesan cheese and i like to hit it with some black pepper Mm. gotta have black pepper some some extra black pepper i always do black pepper especially if you got tomato if you yeah. have tomato on the sandwich, the black pepper sets it off. It has to go on the tomato, though. It yeah. does. It, yeah. it, you can't just, like, throw the sandwich together and then... But I do weird that. things. Like, when I make sandwiches here, you know, when I you bring my whole spread? <laughs> like, y'all know. Yeah, we bring, know. He yeah, brings yeah. a meat cutter. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. I have, you know, two, three different kinds of meat. Several, you know, you know, I, I, I load up at the Publix. Definitely. I know you yeah. make it completely pointless to be making that sandwich because you spent thirty dollars on sandwich supplies, yes. so that you're not spending money. A little yes. Shit. No, 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 no. But let's talk about bread. let's talk about his pasta supplies. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, just so expensive. I love your justification because you're like you're like I'm not going to spend money on this. Yeah. So instead, Spaghetti I'm going to make. Spaghetti is supposed to be one of the cheapest meals you can make. Yeah, my no, man's dropping no, no. thirty, <laughs> dropping coin yeah. on that spaghetti. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so spaghetti, it's, it's supposed to be good. Everything's supposed to be good. Man, I yeah. really like ragu. Just ragu of ragu. a uh, Well, that's true. I usually do buy prego. We've dismissed Karen for the podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. When I make my sandwich, I don't. I don't put the mustard. I do a thin kind of mustard, not regular mustard either. God, but so I don't want that on the same side of the bread <sighs> that the cheese is gonna go. 
you are because it'll slip right out in my ear. Jeez, Pastor Brad, I'm so hungry. I'm just kidding. Have you ever eaten a Jimmy John sandwich? Those I are, do not I, like Jimmy John. They're the worst. Wait a second. Wait a second. Time out. Time out. This is I, offensive. I say that, and I just had one yesterday, but they're the worst in that the, everything just falls out. I don't like their sandwiches, and their bread is their bread is stale. But uh, <laughs> other than that, no, 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 they got good meat. You have none. I like all of them, <laughs> but Jim, but Jersey Mike's is is superior. Jersey Mike's for is what good. we have here. I don't I'm know. More of a firehouse guy. Oh yeah, firehouse no. wins all day. Listen, no, bottom true. line, I'm not eating much bread. So if I'm eating bread, we try. I'm trying to roll to Phillies or something at the end of the day. Come so. On. Let me tell you. About <laughs> so, but nonetheless, the reason I pose the question yeah. is because <clears throat> on Sunday we talked about how uh, how we love bread, and honestly, I'll eat bread any sort of way, just like all that we just talked about. Karen, I would even eat your weird Karen sandwich that you talked it's about with the weird. chicken and the it's cranberries weird. or whatever it is that you had on it. Oh my God. <laughs> what was it? Gouda something or? Forget it. Frontita. Sort of it's called Frontega. Okay, Frontega. <laughs> I knew um, a girl in high school named Frontega. Moving on. Uh, so I would even try the chicken Frontega sandwich. It is pretty. I've had it. It's a pen, yeah. A so so I I just look like it doesn't matter. Really, it, you can put a lot of different types of meat between two pieces of bread. I, I'm gonna eat the sandwich. That is just the <laughs> way I'm rolling. I'll so. eat a sardine sandwich. Ew. Man, look, what, so, <laughs> what month is it? Subway's about to roll out with a uh, roasted turkey with, like, cranberry mustard. No, sir. No. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it's all, pretty fire, y'all. All that to say is we talked about on Sunday how it doesn't really matter what you, like, give me with bread. If it's with bread, I'll eat it. If it's a sandwich on bread, I'll probably eat it, except for that sardine sandwich. But yeah, I don't. Nonetheless, we even talked about when you eat bread. We talked about okay, all right. Here's a question: pull it, and then we'll even post on uh, Instagram later the little choice thing where they can pick one: mm. Olive Garden breadsticks or Red Lobster biscuits. Come on, man! It's it, they're <laughs> two different things. Yeah, they're yeah, two different it's bread. categories. It's no, still no, no, bread, no. though. No, no, I feel like you have to compare. That's like, like that's like saying let's you're comparing a. You know, the Fair wafer enough. out of our communion Happy Meal things. <laughs> so the which what? one would you choose, though? I'm just saying, a, a biscuit from Red Lobster and a breadstick from Olive Garden right. are not in the same you category. You need to compare, like, a biscuit from Cracker Barrel and a biscuit from Red Lobster. <gasps> yeah, well, but this that's is, a breakfast biscuit. This is a common, this is a common thing, but I just, I'm just curious as to what your decision would be. Well... If you get, if you're gonna have one, first of all, the biscuits at Red mood. Lobster are the only thing good there. <laughs> Listen, yes. we're not trying to upset the general public right <laughs> now. Okay, so and yeah. I ate at Red Lobster Sunday. Oh, you really? did with your mom? It, it was a birthday thing for my stepdad's uh, parents. Okay, I gotcha. went after church. Yes, my mom was there. Okay. That's where they went. Where where we went. Um, Man, so fine uh, taste. So you would yeah. be? Are you Red Lobster biscuit? Oh, uh, well, ate the biscuit is the best thing on the menu. Yeah, no, I just mean it's like Olive Garden breadstick or Red Lobster oh, biscuit. Oh, breadstick. 
Really? Yeah. Most people go with the biscuit. Karen, no, are you Red no, Lobster no, no, Biscuit no. or Olive Garden Breadstick? See, I feel like the reason I am going to choose the biscuit okay. is because the biscuit is really good on its own. It is. The Olive Garden Breadstick, I really feel like I have to have something else to dip it in. Like Absolutely you talked not. about that Alfredo sauce. Ooh. And I'm like, it's, if it can't stand alone, then the competitor wins. It is a common question. Do you get the Alfredo sauce to dip the breadstick in? That's a, that's a common question. The breadstick but. can very much so stand alone to you what did you say say? the breadstick can very much so stand alone it can't be a winner if it needs something to be dipped in that's what I'm saying it doesn't have to be dipped in I agree with you it doesn't have to be but if you if you have to dip it in something to like it I think you just get to dip it in something if you like it but nonetheless yeah but Uh yeah we have a question it's a comment oh Oh boy boy. oh boy what do we got is Alfredo sauce included with the breadsticks? Nope. You have to order it extra. So From your wife. So, uh, yeah, I know. That's the common debate, right? When we're talking about this, uh, the question would be, if they're standing on their own, the general public goes with Red Lobster Biscuits is what we've seen. Um, if they're not, if Alfredo sauce can be part of the equation, then they go with the breadsticks with the Alfredo sauce. That's what we have seen in the past. But nonetheless. And, and I'll say this, between with those two choices, Without either with Red Lobster, if they lose the biscuits, or Olive Garden loses the breadsticks, they They're got going nothing. Out of business. They got nothing. Yeah, it's, it's wraps. The rest, They're the, shutting down. I'll tell yeah. you what, though, terrible food. Red Lobster has a pretty mean bisque. We're not doing this right now <laughs> <laughs> on air. They have a good bisque. Anyway, so the reason I brought that up is because <clears throat> what we talked about on Sunday is we talked about how Jesus is the bread of life. So we were using him as an analogy. And, right. and we were talking about at the table, uh, it, when we're serving Jesus, right, when we have the bread, on any given Sunday, there may be something that comes with the bread, whether it's chicken fortega. Frontega, <laughs> Frontega, uh, or whether it's a Cuban, right? Whether it's or whether it's uh, whatever Eli's grilled cheese, grilled cheese <laughs> or you. whether it's an Italian. It doesn't matter. Like so, there may be various different times types of things we bring alongside Jesus to be palatable to the guest that's walking in the door, or someone that's that hasn't been in church before, or someone that has been in church but they're looking for something different than their their church experience in the past. Uh, we may pair something alongside Jesus to be palatable to that person. Um, and it doesn't take away from Jesus. Like he's still the bread. He's still the important thing. He's still the thing we're not ever going to get rid of. But for our culture, you may see things that cause religious people, right? Or just people that's been saved a long time <clears throat> to go, man, that seems kind of unnecessary, like, why are you going through all that? And the idea is like, listen, we're not ever going to take away from this, but we're going to try different things to reach as many different people as we can, even if it seems kind of out of sorts, right? And the whole idea is like, we're, we're not trying to serve the same thing over and over to people who are already at the table. We're trying to continue to get new people at the table, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that was the conversation about the bread, right? Is that Jesus is the bread of life. So then chair number one uh, is for Jesus. He's at the head of the table. He's always there no matter what. Chair number two is for the, what do you got, Justin? The not yet believers. Not yet believers, right? And, you know, our goal as a church, and even when I thought through this, you know, because this is something we kind of, we used to talk about a bit more in regards to staff and stuff, and we really haven't talked about it a lot lately, um, 
And it was something I was like, even when I read it, I was like, man, that's good. Um, you know, is that we want 30% of our church to be sitting in that chair, you know, and that's such a high percentage when you think about it, like, you know, I know for us as staff members and for other people in conversations, it's like, you could quickly be, you could quickly find yourself in a position of like, why are we running into so many things? Why are there so many people that need help? Why is it so much people that don't have a, have biblical clarity on how to deal with their issues? And it's like a healthy reminder of like, well, if a third of our, if we want a third of our church, if we want 30% of the people to be walking through the doors of our church to not even know Jesus yet, because that means we're reaching lost people. That means there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of things we're having to develop and a lot of people we're going to have to be speaking life into and a lot of things we're going to be dealing with. Um, and that's a really good place to be in, you know? So <clears throat> we were talking, that was one of the things we were talking about for the not yet believers. Yeah. It's so. a lot of people that don't, that don't quote unquote, you know, belong yet to some people's eyes. Right. You know what I mean? Like we as the believers have to understand that those thirty percent they're not gonna they're not gonna talk like us. They're not gonna know that they don't know what we're doing. They just they're just here because they they're 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 seeking something or they're being drawn or whatever the case is. Yeah. You know? But they, oh, ain't, totally. they ain't gonna have it all together. Well yeah, and that's what <laughs> implying like like we do. Yeah, you right, know? Right, right, but, right. but you know what I'm saying? Like they're <laughs> right. they're coming in with fresh fresh off the proverbial street. Yeah. Or the real street. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 never know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, we're all, we all love worship. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're worshipers and it's like people come to me sometimes and like, man, I really wish we could go longer and worship, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I'm like, listen, I know like that would be great for us to be able to just be free and worship and do those things. It's like, but the people that are walking, the people sitting in that seat, like they're just trying to figure out why we're singing so long. Like, right. are y'all done yet? Like they're not in love with Jesus. Like they don't know what worship is. Their heart hasn't been transformed. So in their mind, there's really like, I get it. Like God is good, but they're not, they're not in love with him yet. So like, obviously we have to, we have, we, we give opportunity to give God our worship, but not in the context of what many churches would do, which is like, you know, again, are people coming, are people coming looking for God, but all they get is us type of thing. Like that would be such a tragedy. So. Well, yeah. I mean, cause I think about even that song, God, you're so good and mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. To some people, depending upon their view of God, and then if something has happened and you know, people blame God for stuff, mm-hmm. he's not, he may not be good to them. Right. Yeah. They don't, they just don't understand. The perception. He, it's yeah. a perception thing. Now, obviously he is good. Sure. I mean, we, we know okay. that. And it's up to us as the believers in the room, in those t- times of worship to be worshiping, to show them what worship is and all those things. But you know, that's like some people say it's like, it's not a concert, but to some people it is in yeah. that room right now. Cause right. they don't, they don't know the, the words. Yeah. They don't know why we're singing it doesn't make sense to them yeah and in that moment to them it is a show it is it is people performing songs Mm -hmm. not a group of people leading the rest of us into worship yeah and it it reminds me of when we first started tc back in 2013 um, when we first started tc uh, this lady started coming to our church and so she came every sunday and she came up to me. She was like, I want you to pray that my husband would start coming to church with me. He's an atheist. And I was like, yeah, sure. No doubt. So we started praying with her about six months later, he walked in the door um, and he came 
and like statue for worship, nothing like no, yeah. you like, you, you could tell he wasn't miserable, but he would have rather been watching anything else like mm-hmm. worship preaching the whole night. He kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And finally I was just curious. I was like, so I, I had kind of started building a relationship with him. I went up and started talking to him one Sunday and I was like, Hey, listen, like you've made it pretty clear that you don't believe in God. Right. I was like, so why do you keep coming back? He's like, honestly, it keeps my wife happy and you guys have pretty good coffee. So I just keep coming back. And I was like, so you keep coming back for our coffee. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, pretty much. I was like, interesting. And so came back, came back, came back. Uh, the Easter, uh, that was just after Easter. The next Easter, he gave his heart to the Lord. That's awesome. So it would have been Easter of 2014, I guess, 25th, somewhere. Anyways, <clears throat> All that to say is they've moved. They've since moved. They're in North Carolina now. Um, and they head up a missions program at the church that they're at together. That's cool. And, and it's on. like, That's really cool. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like if people knew how much flack we catch sometimes for having coffee, like if you're bringing them in with coffee, then what? it's like, <clears throat> it's like I, you can say whatever you want. You can keep not bringing people in. We're going to keep bringing people in if you like. But the people, you know, uh, yeah, we don't have to get into all that. I'm just the ones who say stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it. They're, yeah, they're yeah, their joints empty. Yeah. So my thing is like, but whatever it takes to get people in the door. Like we have the fruit and the evidence of how God changed this man's life. We didn't change his life. God changed his life. We just put something on the table next to the bread that he, he wasn't interested in the bread yet. Yeah. But he happened to be interested in the coffee. Right. And so like we use the coffee to get him to the bread is, is the way I see it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we're, it's it's a a fishers of men conversation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Whatever bait we're going to use to catch the right fish is what we're going to use. You know, Um, I think you even said that in the service. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so so all that to say is like we want to have people in our church that are sitting in that seat. And if we don't, we like lady you know, lady on Facebook says it's like Paul says I become everything for everybody. Yeah, all things to all people that right. I might win some. Right. Yeah, so that's you're 100% right. So that's huge to us and we understand the necessity of it. Right? So we go from chair number 1 which is Jesus, chair number 2 is the not yet believers, then chair number 3 New believers. New believers, right? Um, And the new believers take more, I don't want to use the word work, but they take more intentionality than the not yet believers, right? Because it's, uh, it's sometimes like we have to break the preconceived ideas as like, well, once I get saved, everything's going to be perfect. And it's like... (laughs) false <laughs> kind of the opposite <laughs> right. for a little while <laughs> right and we get asked that question like you know Karen as a dream team director I don't know if you get asked this question I know I get asked this question a lot which is like how come when I got saved you know like I didn't have any problems before I got saved but now that I'm saved and I'm serving on the dream team like my life is going crazy like now I have problems I'm like yeah you're right you didn't have any problems you were going to hell but you didn't have any yeah, problems I was about to say like <laughs> number one you're wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah you but had one really big problem yeah right right you had the big problem <laughs> you know but nonetheless like people c- can tend to think that way like I came to God I thought everything was supposed to get better and if anything like that's the reason why we need good theology in our churches because we need to be building people up in a healthy way of what discipleship looks like which is everything may not get perfect for you like 
you have to have these conversations about like sometimes like, you know, God doesn't immediately pull us out of bad situations. If anything, when the world, the taste and see thing, the world wants to see how we're going to deal with trials and circumstances that aren't favorable to us to determine whether or not our faith is worth buying into. Right. So it's like, if anything, like God's going to allow those of us that are faithful to go through more so that he can prove to the world through us and our circumstances. And we can be a light to the world that he is good, regardless of how things may turn out for us, you know, right. in certain situations and circumstances. So those things are important, you know, to grab a hold of. So we've got the new believers. And then in chair number four, mature believers, mature believers. So I hope I didn't step on too many toes on Sunday, but nonetheless healthy portion of conversation um but no i had a lot of people that a lot of mature believers come up to me after service and was like that was really like thank you that was really good and really helpful for us to see like how how we as mature believers should be interacting at the table right because the tendency to think is if you're in chair number four you're at the head of the table too and it's like no Jesus is at the head of the table, which puts you at the butt of the table. Like you're the la- you're the farthest from getting what you want. Like the not yet believer is the closest to Jesus. The new believer is even cl- like we're down here where the work gets done. <clears throat> and we talked about being the mirror of Jesus because sometimes people at the table, not yet believers, sometimes they can't see Jesus. New believers, sometimes circumstances blind them to Jesus. They can see us, but they can't see him. And when they look at us, what they should see is a reflection of him yeah. where we're fixed on him and we're doing what he's doing. And, um, and we, and we, and then that we kind of talked about how, uh, you know, we should be more focused on hosting the party. You know what I mean? For the not yet believers and the new believers, like well, that's the arena we should be in versus, you know, thinking that the party's for us all the time, right. which can be a tendency. Talk what, about it. <laughs> what did you say on Sunday? Um, I said some, quite a few things, so yeah, you're going to yeah, need yeah. to be- <laughs> Well, I was getting there. The, the club thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be, uh, we're going to create a service for the searching, not a club for the already convinced. Is that the one you're talking about? Close, but I don't think that was quite it. But that's very good. I like that. Yeah, no, that's one of them because that's it's an actual line that I typed out and memorized. So <laughs> maybe you worded it different. You worded it differently. Yeah, there was probably a different phrase that I used. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you said that. I said, "Man, look." <laughs> yeah, but that's the that's the thing. Is like we don't we. Uh, oh, you talking about the hospital for the broken? Not a club for Christians. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that we wouldn't be a hospital for the broken, not a club for Christians. But yeah, like the thing is, is like we we are mature believers. We have a seat at the table. Our presence in our church services matter, and in our church culture, it matters. So it's not that it doesn't matter. It's not that they matter more. It's that they we matter, and we need to be putting our attention on these other seats, helping new believers become seasoned, mature believers, helping not yet believers become new believers, and helping people who aren't even walking through the doors yet to sit in the seat of not yet believers. Like we should be part of the process by modeling Jesus for the people that are at the table. Right. Um, and that was a portion of the conversation. And, and so we talked about that in a number of ways, but at, at the end of the day, it's our job 
to be part of helping people get into the doors, right? right. Um, and then helping move from seat to seat to seat. And if you want more content on all of this, you can go back and check out the sermon from yesterday. Um, you know, but we talked about, you know, being host, hosting at the party and helping people walk through the process and, and all those things and how important uh, that stuff is, which brought us to the last portion of our code. Yeah. It's not about me. That it's not about me. You know, our tendency in our church services to make it all about me. Like what I want, you know, we talk about the why chair, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, you know how it's like people that are just like, why, why, like, why do we have to do this? Why don't we have 45 minutes of worship and an hour and a half of preaching? It's like, first of all, I'm, I don't want, I don't like listening to anybody for an hour and a half, <laughs> let alone myself. So like, <laughs> I, I won't. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not doing it. So I can't, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't, I, and I say I won't cause I can't. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be dang good. Hour and a half. My phone yeah. will be out at, after about that. 35, 45 minute mark. Oh, yeah. the, bro, even, Phone's coming out. Even during secret church, <laughs> Platt takes a break every hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you got to know where the limit is. So nonetheless, but people are like, why can't we, and why can't we do this? And it's like, because that only works for you. Like no one else at the table is that good for Like, And so we talked about the Y chair again. You can go check all that out. But sometimes we have a tendency, and I think we can all fall into this trap if we're not careful. Oh, yeah. To want to make something about us. Like, man, why can't we do this? thing that I really want done that really has nothing to do with helping anyone else at the church. It's just something you want. Um, you know, and we use the phrase, it's like, you know, people in the wide chair always need pacifying, you know, they need pacifiers cause they always need pacifying. Um, it's like, man, we don't pacify people in our culture. You know what I mean? We love people. We want to lead people. We want to lead all people. Um, and every person at the table matters. Um, but we're certainly not going to go out of a way to try to pacify someone. We're not going to neglect everyone else at the table to try to pacify someone else. You're right. And that's what a lot of people tend to want is that unnecessary level of attention. Yeah. I heard, so. uh, Carl Lentz one time talking about, he got some flack on the long story. What he was talking about was like some of the basketball players in New York that come to his church. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. And he was just talking about how some people were like, you know, you treat them, you treat them different. He said, no, we don't treat them different, but we do treat them special. The same way that we have seats in the front for people in the wheelchair so they can get a good seat. We don't treat them different, but we treat them special, you know? And yeah. that, he kind of went into the whole thing, and it's like, I saw it's that. same concept. It's you know, it's like, we don't treat, no matter where you're sitting at the three seats, like, different. They all matter, but we do we do have intentionality toward each group of people. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah, and he was talking about Chandler, Tyson Chandler, who's seven foot three or yeah. something. And he's like, yeah, I don't make Tyson Chandler sit in the middle of the audience where his knees are banging into the chair in front of him. And when he stands up to worship, no one behind him can see anything. It's like, okay. that doesn't make any sense. Right. So I put him up front all the way over to the side so that when he stands up in worship, he's not blocking anyone. He's like, now some people think that I'm just treating him. I'm not or yeah. treating him different because he's a basketball player. I'm treating him special because I want him to be able to worship in our church service the same way. I want you, you know, miss who, Ever to be able to worship in our church service, you know. Yeah. So, like the um, same idea. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, it's like for us, it's not that people matter more than others; it's that every person matters, and we got to help create a system and a process and a seat at the table for every person to sit in. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's just super important. So that's who we are. That's our culture. That's what we want to create. So we're always going to try to create. Um, you know, and even like the flow, even like the order that we put stuff in. You know what I mean? Like, um. Going, going back to two weeks ago, right? The code that, uh, 
you know, unity is greater than loyalty. Um, and some of these others, you know, we talked about, we're going to fight for a right for every person to have a seat at the table, right? We stick together and it's like, we even, we put that one before we preached on the table. You know what I mean? It's like, right. we're going to fight for every person to have a right at the like <laughs> seat of the table. And then we preached on the table. Like, so it was just some of those things in order. So when you go back and watch them, you'll actually notice there's like a certain level of continuity that flows from each one, to yeah. each one. So, <clears throat> but if you didn't, if you miss any of the sermons, if you miss any of the weeks from the heart of the house series, I encourage you to go check them out. Uh, or you can scroll up and listen to them uh, on the podcast. If you're podcasting, or you can go to transformationchurch.com and you can click on messages and you can watch, um, the different ones that we've got there. So there's a number of different ways you can do that. For sure. So Justin, tell them where they can find more about us. You can find us online, transformationchurch.com <laughs> and on, uh, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook, Transformation Pensacola. Yeah. So, uh, man, we thank you guys that are tuning in. Miss Karen, thanks for jumping on the podcast no with problem. us. With your chicken Ortega. Fantasia or whatever. Fantasia. Fantasia. Your chicken Fantasia. Yeah, I forgot about her. Your chicken Fern Gully. So. <laughs> Burn Gully. <laughs> That's a great movie. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, so, thank you, Miss Karen, for being on the podcast with us. Eli, always a pleasure. Always. <laughs> so, thank you for uh, jumping on with us as well. Everyone on Facebook and watching us live, thank you guys for tuning in. And all of you that are listening to the podcast, we want to say thank you. So, yeah. you can turn in, uh, tune in next week. Yeah. We kick off our new series um, called Focus. So we've taken two months, August and September, and we've been talking about who we are as a church. Um, this series for October, we're actually kind of turning it back onto people. And so we want to focus on um, what it looks like to be healthy, not necessarily from a physical perspective, but um, from, on what it means to be a healthy person. So we've talked about us. Now we want to talk about you a little bit. And uh, this Sunday, we're actually talking about boundaries. So from a, so what is, if it, if God needs you to focus on you, that means that you're going to need to put a box around what you do and don't let into your life, rob time from you and how people affect you and how you need to create boundaries on that. And so it's good. One might say some margins. One might say so. Uh, so it's going to be good. Hopefully, you guys can check us out this Sunday. But uh, again, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. You can catch us next week for another week, another sermon, another follow up podcast. See you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.